Hey there, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Web Singers Podcast. This is the one only show we talk about all things Spider-Man and the Marvel Universe. Um, and we got a pretty big show for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, three movie, three uh, Marvel uh, news-related top- topics. Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, taking some of your guys' Q&A questions and, you know, just talk about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff went down this week in the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, I'm excited. Um, it is a little, it does, it is a little shame uh, that on a show where we don't have, where we have quite a bit of stuff to talk about, we're not going to be reviewing Falcon or Soldier or WandaVision. And here's the other bummer. We have to wait until June, a whole other month for Loki to start. But anyway, let's start. Let's start talking about uh, some of the uh, the stuff we got here today. And the first uh, news topic we got here is uh, Morbius has been delayed once again to January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. So, uh, no surprise here. Morbius keeps getting delayed. That poor movie. Um, can never catch a a break. Um, I'm gonna bring up the uh, uh, the report here. Uh, it was delayed from January 19th, uh, 2022. And it's only been pushed back a few. Uh, um, it's only been pushed back by one week, so it's not too bad. Um, let's see. Do do do. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay, (laughs) I'm gonna, uh, I'm reading, uh, the report from IGN, so, uh, okay, um, wait, do I have the right article here? I... Don't think I do. Hold on, guys. Give me one second. I'm trying to f- bring up. Uh, let's bring up. Um, Screen Rants article. There we go. That's what. That's the one I want. All right. So. Uh, um, okay. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about uh, this this news story. So. Um, yeah, we're gonna let's talk. Let's go and talk about this. Uh, Morbius movie release. Morbius movie release date ha- is delayed by one week in January 2022. Originally, Nemesis of Spider-Man, Dr. Marvel, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the original Blade was then supposed to uh, mark Morbius' cinematic debut, yada, yada, yada. Uh, doesn't really have anything to do with the, the thing itself. Uh, da, 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 da. Aha, there we go. Here it is. Fans of Morbius have indeed been waiting a long time to see the character make a make the leap to the to movie screens, and now they'll be asked to wait just a little longer as Morbius has been delayed by one week, as announced by Sony and Marvel. The film has been shifted from its previously set January twenty first, twenty twenty two release date to January twenty eighth, uh, twenty twenty two. 
the film was, of course, originally slated to, uh, to come out in July of 2020, but COVID pushed it back several times, finally landing in January of 2022. Um, the new... The new January 28th, 2022 release date puts Morbius up against Scott Derrickson's Black, The Black Phone, a horror film starring Ethan Hawke and produced by Blumhouse. Morbius itself, of, itself has plenty of horror elements, so it'll be interesting to see if it and The Black Phone do come out on, in the same weekend, as they would seem to be drawing from the same pool of horror fans. Morbius, of course, has has the advantage of being a Marvel title with a significant following. Leto being at the head of the cast also presumably gives the movie an advantage as there are many devotees of the dark comic book movies who enjoy his interpretations of the Joker in the Suicide Squad and the Snyder Cut of Justice. Uh, and then there's some other information here uh, like uh, like this here. Uh, indeed, Morbius, according to, Jer to, to Jared Leto, is is more than just a dark comic book movie in the vein of Blade, but it is, in fact, a fun popcorn movie, despite its scarier elements. So that will be interesting. That will be interesting to, uh, to see where they go with that. Um, so let's let's talk about the um, let's talk about the release date now. So now. We have uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage coming out in September on September 24th, uh, 2021. Uh, then going into Spider-Man No Way Home on December 17th, 2021. And uh, Morbius coming out on January 28th. Um, and I believe Venom 2, if I'm not mistaken, I think Venom 2... I'm pretty sure that... that September 24th release date was changed. I can't remember. But um, what do I think of this? Um, it Honestly, let's be honest, it, it makes sense. A lot of movies are being pushed back to kind of um, deal with the congestion of movies that have, um, that have been pushed to this year. Um, obviously, there were a lot of movies that were supposed to come out in 2020 that then got pushed to this year. And now it's all about trying to ease up the congestion so that movie theaters, so that, you know, these movies have enough time to make some of their money back. Um, and in the case of Morbius, it's not like Sony can just drop it both on Netflix and in theaters at the same time, you know. Um, you know, being that, you know, the deal with Netflix specifically is going to allow them to put it on there after the theatrical window. So... It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but the, the fact that it's going to be kind of a fun popcorn movie, that's interesting to me. Uh, I, I like this, I, this approach that Sony's going for. They're not taking the dark and serious. They're not going to just do um, serious comic book movies. They're going to make these comic book movies fun. Um, I like that. Because Spider-Man, the, the world of Spider-Man is fun it's supposed to be this kind of fun world with dark elements brought into it because yes there are certainly parts of spider-man that is very tragic you know like just read half the stuff that the just find this video on youtube 
I believe it's called 15 Things, 15 of the Most Terrifying Things That the Green Goblin Did to Spider-Man. I'm telling you, it's it, there's a lot of really dark and scary stuff in there. So it's not like Spider-Man is just fun and silly. He can he can get dark and serious too if he if if the world allows if the situation allows it to. But you know, I like the fact that these Spider-Man movies are not just going to be that. They're going to be fun, you know, and that and that to me is exciting. And Morbius, I was kind of hoping Morbius would be a kind of a fun little movie. Like I I mean the trailers made it look like it was going to be this dark thing, but you know, now that I know it's going to be like this fun little popcorn movie, that's going to be intriguing to see. It'll kind of be in the vein of the first Blade movie, where the first Blade movie has tons of horror elements, but is also really fun and cheesy in all the right ways. So maybe Morbius is going to be that. Maybe Morbius is going to be along the lines of a Venom, where it's not totally serious, but you know, it's going to have fun with this character, you know, so that will be, uh, that'll be interesting to see. So, um, all right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. And the next one is, uh, Gemma Chan is revealed to be the lead in Eternals. Uh, Kevin Feige was doing an interview recently, um, where he talked about, uh, Eternals and, uh, someone had asked them if there was a lead in the film. Uh, and he had this to say, uh, if there was a lead in this ensemble, it is Cersei. It is Gemma Chan. Um, now, Gemma Chan is, um, of course, going to be in Internals, but, um, of course, she was also in Captain Marvel as a completely different character. Not as Cersei, but as a completely different character. Um, I've always liked Gemma Chan. Um, I've seen her in a couple of stuff, and she's very good. Um, I thought she was actually really good in Captain Marvel. I actually liked her character in Captain Marvel. Um, but I can't wait to see her. Um, I think she's going to bring a whole new... I think this is going to be um, a very interesting role for her to play. Um, and... And yeah, I'm just really interested in the Eternals. Um, which leads into the next topic. Um... But, uh, but yeah, as far as Cersei being the lead, that's interesting because, you know, this is, this is a cast with, you, this is a movie that has Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, Kamel Mangiani, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones, Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. And the main character is Gemma Chan. That is going to be very interesting. That's going to be very interesting to see how they go, um, how they go with that. Uh, but um, from what it sounds like in that interview, um, Kevin Feige very much wanted to set in stone, kind of say, no, this movie, although this movie is an ensemble, there is no key central character. It is. They're all the same. They are all essential characters um, to what's going on. It's it is an ensemble film, you know, um, very much like Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is not just a movie about Peter Quill. It is a movie about Rocket. It's also a movie about Gamora. You know, it's the ensemble that makes that movie. 
You know, it's the it's the uh, team dynamics. Even though, yes, a lot of the time they do focus up on Peter Quill, they also dedicate the same amount of time to Rocket uh, and Gamora and uh, Drax. You know, so it's, so if they can do it with Guardians of the Galaxy, I I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to do that same thing with uh, with Eternals. So we'll just have to wait and see how it works. And speaking of Eternals. Eternals director Chloe Zhao wins two Oscars on the same night. Now, why did we bring this up? This is something that would be on the Zig Zedzo show, right? Mm, it's really about the discussion. Um, so, obviously, if you guys paid attention, uh, Chloe Zhao won uh, Best Director for No Man Land and also won Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Um, which No Man Land is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's a great movie. Um, um, and, you know, Chloe Zhao is just a director that I think is really on the top of her game right now. Um, now, a lot of people, I've, I've seen this question being flown around all weeks asking, what does this mean for Eternal? Well, I think it means that Eternals is actually got is actually going to be in very good hands. Um, Eternals, I think, is going to be in great hands, um, in the amazing hands of uh, Chloe Zhao. Um, and, oh, wow, I'm yawning. I'm so tired. Um, but uh, I think, you know. A lot of people have been saying, oh, well, this is why Kevin Feige... Kevin Feige hired her for Nomad. Nope. Kevin Feige hired Chloe Zhao before Nomadland was even supposed to be... was even released. Before it was even finished. She was probably in the middle of shooting Nomadland while, um... when she came out at Comic-Con and talked about Eternals. You know, I remember when um, when Kevin Feige brought her out of Comic-Con saying, oh, please welcome director Chloe Zhao. I remember thinking, who? Who's Chloe Zhao? And I ended up watching a couple of movies uh, that she directed. Um, well, uh, obviously Nomadland. Uh, I actually saw Nomadland uh, today. Um, but... Um, she also directed a really nice little movie. Let me see if I can bring bring it up here. Um, Chloe Zhao. Um, she directed a very nice little movie uh, called The Writer. Uh, and then she also directed um, a, a movie called uh, Songs My Bro Songs My Brothers Taught Me, which I have. I'll be honest, I haven't seen. But The Writer, if you have not seen The Writer, it is a very good movie. Very, very good movie. Um, and, you know, I I, I honestly think, I, I think, I'm not sure, but I do think that this movie is what got her the, um, the job to direct Eternals. Um, I think Kevin Feige saw that and went, hey, let's bring on that Chloe Zhao. 
you know and i didn't and i did not watch that movie until after they had announced her as the director of eternals you know so i'm sitting here going who the heck is chloe Zhao, and why would they hire her and then i watched the writer i was like that's why they hired her because she's a fantastic filmmaker and no man land proves that i mean no man land is visually stunning to look at is the cinematography, cinematography wise, it is a very wonderful movie to look at. Um, um, and uh, you know, the writer is the writer is a very um, uh, fantastic movie, uh, and and I think Kevin Feige brought her on mainly because she is a fantastic storyteller and. But also, I'm hearing from certain sources um, that uh, it was her pitch, her pitch for Eternals, that got her the job. Um, now, we don't know exactly what that pitch is going to be. Um, maybe it... Maybe, could this be uh, Marvel's first little foray into independent filmmaking? Like, who knows? I mean, obviously this movie's going to have big budget special effects stuff in it, but how different is this going to feel from the other Marvel? It's going to be interesting to see how that how that is, um, especially with such an innovative filmmaker uh, like Chloe Zhao uh, at the helm. Um, and uh, it just, it, it Honestly, it is fantastic to know that we now have two Academy Award winners um, helming MCU projects. Taika Waititi, who wrote a who uh, won the Best Adapted Screenplay uh, for last year uh, for uh, Jojo Rabbit, and then Chloe Zhao, obviously winning for Nomad. So Marvel's getting some pretty great talent to make these movies, and it is—it's just—it's incredible. I think like it just is very incredible to see the amount of talent that and Kevin Feige still, man, that this guy—he's so good. Like, like he just looks at he. I feel like what he does is he he watches a lot of movies. And he watches a movie, and when he sees something in that film, he see like he goes and sees a movie like Creed, and all of a sudden goes, "We want that guy directing Black Panther." He goes and sees a movie like Slither, and goes, "That guy's directing Guardians of the Galaxy." You know, sees an episode of Community, and goes, "Those guys are directing the next Captain America film." You know. And then sees a movie like The Writer and goes, that woman right there, we're going to have her direct um, The Eternals. You know? And that's just what he does. Like, he watches the movie Elf. That guy right there directs our first big, directs the studio's first movie. Like, and he and he takes these chances and he takes these risks and that's what I love about the man and that's why I think he's one of the most inspirational people working in the film industry today. There's nobody else in this industry who's taking more risk than Kevin Feige. You know, Kevin Feige 
took a big swing with James Gunn, with the Russo brothers, with John Favreau. And he's taking an even bigger swing with Chloe Zhao, you know. Um, and I'm excited. I cannot wait. Now, there was, an, uh, there was an article where Kevin Feige came out and said, um, and had, you know, jokingly, uh, you know, uh, jokingly said, um, oh, what did he, what did he say? Uh, he jokingly talked about, um, um, about Eternals winning an Oscar. And I don't know if he's joking about that because there are sources that are claiming now we don't know this for sure. We won't know until we see the movie when it comes out in November, but we have heard stories about the studio is very impressed with Eternals and they are just floored with what Chloe Zhao did with Eternals. So who knows? I mean, maybe if this movie is as great as everyone is kind of floating around, you know, everyone floating around the internet is saying it is, who knows? Maybe we could maybe we could end up seeing um uh Eternals getting nominated for Best Picture. You know, it will be the second MCU movie to do so, um, along with the with Black Panther. Um, but and, and I think it's interesting because we've been seeing these um comic book movies more and more getting more recognition by the Academy. You know, Logan getting nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay was a big step. Um, then Black Panther being the first comic book movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Then you have a movie like Joker, which is the second film to be nominated. And and the, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Joker was able to round up the most nominations. Um, uh, but not just, but also but Joker, and then also, um, and then if Eternals can be that third film to do it, three three years in a row, by the way, three years in a row. Black Panther was nominated for the 2019 Oscars. Joker was nominated for the 2020 Oscars. And then Eternals. I mean, obviously Eternals would be nominated probably for the 2022 um, Oscars. So not in a row, but three three different and unique movies get all getting nominated for Best Picture. That, that's just insane. You know, that's just crazy. And it's nice to see... That the Oscars is finally giving some recognition to these movies. That that they're not just seeing them as oh these are comic book movies and uh, they mean we don't see them as a real cinema. I'm Martin Scorsese. And I don't see them as a real cinema. I love Martin Scorsese by the way. He's a great director, but I believe his I I honestly was a little not I wasn't like everyone else on the internet who goes f that guy. But his his comments on the Marvel movies kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But it's nice to know that more people in Hollywood are willing to give these movies a chance. You know, heck, we we were very close to seeing Deadpool getting nominated for Best Picture because Deadpool was sweeping was getting all these nominations leading up to the Oscars, and then just the day of the Oscars, no Deadpool, which was kind of which was a little, eh, anyway. Um, but, 
yeah, I think this is a huge win for the um for the for not just for Chloe Zhao winning two Oscars on on the same night, but also for the the MCU to know that we have such an amazing filmmaker at the helm of this movie. It, it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna be great. I really do. I I have. I do. I am now excited. I can now say that I am really excited for Eternals. So, um, I think I might actually be more excited for Eternals than I am for Black Widow. But, eh. um, I still have Shang Chi and um, Spider Man uh, No Way Home over um, Eternals. But I think I might be looking forward to Eternals more than Black Widow. So, eh, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, Ask the Spider Verse segments. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about your guys' uh, questions and see what you guys have to say. So the first one is, uh, when do you think we will see a trailer for Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah, so I, I keep hearing people asking for a trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home, for Spider-Man No Way Home and for Eternals. Um, let's just keep in mind real quick, guys, both of these movies are still very far out. Both Spider-Man No Way Home and um, Eternals are both very far out. Um, but let's also keep in mind, um, you know, yes, are they coming out at the end of the year? Yeah, they, they're coming out at the end of the year. But, but Spider-Man No Way Home is actually in post-production right now. Spider-Man No Way Home is actually pretty deep into the post-production process. They still got VFX shots to complete. I'm sure they I'm sure they have VFX shots to complete and I'm sure they have um, tons of um, uh, I'm sure they're going to go out for reshoots because um, Marvel tends to do that a lot going out for, for pickups. Um, but as far as Eternals go, Eternals has is it and it was uh we talked about it a couple weeks ago uh that um eternals um chloe Zhao was still putting a bit of was still putting uh final touches on the uh the edit on the on the final edit for eternals so you know both of these movies are still in the works okay so we can't um we can't just expect it now but you did ask me, so I, I'll give you my best prediction. I think after Black Widow, we will get a trailer for Eternals. And I think after... And then I think maybe a couple months, maybe, maybe a couple weeks after Black Widow, uh, or maybe a month after Black Widow, uh, just before, just after Suicide Squad comes out, we will get a trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, and then come September, we will get a final trailer for Eternals. And then after Eternals comes out, we will get a final trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. So, again, their whole Disney, uh, Disney's marketing um, campaign is has been on hold just like their release schedule. So 
it's not like they have been pumping out, you know, trailers like crazy, you know, it's, they, they, you know, again, they're still trying to, you know, Marvel's still trying to get Black Widow out in theaters, you know, granted, I do believe they should have just kept the movie in May, but whatever, we're getting it in July, so, meh, it is what it is. All right, let's move on to the next character, the next question. Uh, okay, what MCU characters do you think will, do you think they will bring into Shang Chi? Uh, none. I think Shang Chi is uh Shang Chi Shang Chi, um, is going to be a um, a movie that that sticks to the. I think I think if the movie's going to be about Shang uh, Shang Chi, and it's not just gonna be a movie where we just bring in MCU characters because Shang Chi just isn't cool enough. No, no, no. no. This is going to be a new. This is going to be, you know. This is going to be his movie, you know, um, and I think Marvel wants to keep it that way. So, and I'm okay with it because I love the character of Shang Chi from the comics. So, uh, all right, Avengers Endgame is now two years old. Jeez, oh, feels like just yesterday. I, <laughs> what are what are your thoughts on the film and its impact on the comic book genre? Um, it see, Avengers Endgame is such an interesting. I have interesting thoughts on Avengers Endgame. I really do love the movie. I do. Do I think it has a shit ton of plot holes? Absolutely, it has a lot of plot holes. But the movie was so damn satisfying. I just. It, it kind of makes you overlook all the plot holes. Um, does the try does the time travel make sense? No, the time travel makes no sense whatsoever. However, the way they go back, the 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 way it all kind of climaxes with that final battle and seeing you know Cap saying Avengers assemble, seeing him hold Neo there, um, seeing Tony Stark. Get all the Infinity Stones and say, "And I am Iron Man." Snap his fingers and sacrifice himself. That's just—it's fantastic. Um, um, as far as its impact, as far as its impact on pop culture, on the comic book genre, it—it's interesting because Avengers Endgame is. It really did, has impacted not just the comic book genre, but just film in general. You know? Because how many movies are we now seeing that are trying to create their own cinematic universe? You know? Thanks to what the MCU did so successfully, other studios now want a piece of that. You know? Um, we have... Uh, uh, um, oh... What's, uh, we have Legendary with the MonsterVerse. They just released their big kind of um, almost Avengers Endgame-like story with Godzilla vs. Kong, you know? Um, uh, DC tried to rush their film by putting out um, Darkseid in the, in the Justice League film. You know, it's just like... So, it's like this franchise, this whole Marvel Studios lineup has really just changed not just the comic genre but just cinema in general 
Now, nowadays, you know, you see so many more people sitting through the end credits just to see if something's going to be there. It can be a movie that is clearly just a one-off. Like, you can be sitting there for, like, Bigfoot's Big Dookie Part 2. And people are going to sit through the end credits of that just to see if there's a if there's a post credit scene, you know, like it's it's crazy. Like I was watching um, uh, Mortal Kombat, and there were people sitting around during the end credits waiting to see if something was going to be there. Now, granted, I don't know if there was an end credit scene because I just I left right as the credits started, um, but. Um, but yeah, no, that's just how, how crazy it is, you know, to the point where it's like, you know, now every movie has a, has a post-credit scene. It's, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. So, uh, could we ever see Thanos in the MCU again? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe in what if? Maybe we could see him in what if? Like what if Thanos what if Thanos' homeworld wasn't destroyed? I don't know. Um which is worse, Iron Fist or Inhumans? Um Wow, they're both run by the sha- by the same showrunner too. I'm gonna say Inhumans. Because at least Iron Fist yeah, Iron Fist sucks, but at least Iron Fist tried to stay within that same tone as the other Netflix shows like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Whereas Inhumans just felt like something that a group of high school video production students came up with. Like, go and watch that show. It literally, the dialogue, the script, the story... Everything just looks like what would happen if you just gave, if you just brought on a bunch of high school video production kids and told them to write a story, and that's what they came up with. You know, no offense to high school video production students. I mean, I, I, I was part of, I was in the high school video production class. Um, four, in fact, I, I did four years of that class. So it's not like I, you know, of course, I'm not going, I'm not just, you know, I'm not picking on them for that, but that's that's just how it feels, you know. High school video production students are nothing like big television and studio executives, you know. Yes, we come up with very creative ideas for projects, but it's not like we're we we are tasked with making inhumans, you know. But that's just what inhumans felt like. Um, and I'm, and I'll admit, when I walked out of Inhumans, I liked it at first, and then I tried watching it after, uh, on TV, I tried watching it when it was on, and I just kept watching it, I was just like, mm, no, this isn't that good, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that is what it is. Okay, uh, let's move on here, uh, thoughts on... Disney making a deal with Sony to get their movies out there their run on Netflix. Um yeah, it's an interesting move. Uh 
you know, Sony, I swear, Sony's just got to love being the only studio with no with no streaming service. That's That's got to be awesome. Um, which new Marvel characters are you excited to see? Shang-Chi, Moon Knight, or She-Hulk? Ooh, wow. She-Hulk, I... Wow. I think out of all the characters, She-Hulk's the one I'm least excited to see. Even though I am looking forward to it, it is the one I'm least excited for. Oh, Moon Knight and Shang-Chi... Man, I don't know. I've been wanting to see Moon Knight for quite a while. Ever since... Ever since I saw that the Daredevil Netflix series, I've been wanting to see a Moon Knight show in the style of that. With that tone. Like... Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Um... You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go with Shang-Chi. Um, mainly because Shang-Chi was a character that I thought they were going to introduce in Phase 2, or Phase 3. I thought they were going to introduce Shang-Chi in, uh, in Phase 3, probably as a character in between the Avengers Infinity War, and, well, at the time it was called Avengers Infinity War Part 2, but Avengers Endgame. I thought they were going to put a Shang-Chi movie in between those two, and have him appear in Avengers Endgame, but... That didn't happen, so, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, no, he's the one I'm probably most excited, especially after seeing that trailer for Shang-Chi. Oh, my gosh. After seeing that trailer, I've probably watched that trailer already, like, ten times already. It's so it's such a good trailer. Um, now that Marvel has released two Disney two series on Disney+, Plus, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say they're doing? I would give them a solid nine. They do they do need to make some improvements. I'm not saying they're they're doing it perfectly, but they they could use some improvements. Um Falcon Burn Soldier had some issues. Um I do believe, despite me thinking WandaVision is perfect, WandaVision had a couple things where I could where you could improve on. Um so I think but I think Marvel's gonna continue to improve with shows like She-Hulk, shows like, uh, you know, we're getting Loki, so maybe Loki will be that next step to improve some of the mistakes they made um, previously. So who knows, uh, you know, and, and you can't blame Marvel too much just because this is their first, their fir these are their first two shows, you know. So, you know, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people, talking about how Marvel is really bombing television. I'm like, no, no, you guys are crazy. Because honestly, yeah, I didn't like, there were some episodes of Falcon Winter Soldier, there was an episode of Falcon Winter Soldier where I thought, eh, it was all right. But it's not like I hated every single episode. I actually thought every episode of Falcon Winter Soldier was great. And I thought every episode of WandaVision was great. So, I don't know. I'm good with it. It's all good with me. So, uh, all right. Let's uh, move on to the final question. And that is, do you think Sony can survive as a company without a streaming service? I mean, they can't keep licensing their films. Oh, yes, they can. Yes, they can. Because that's, I think that's Sony's goal. You know, Sony just made, is has this multi, 
million dollar this million dollar multi-year deal with Netflix to put all of their movies on there. And then after they leave Netflix, Disney's going to pay them some money to put their Spider-Man films on. So it's like, why, if you're Sony, why would you want to go, hey, you know what would be a great idea? Let's create our own streaming service. You know, rather than say, oh, wait, you mean to tell me Netflix just paid $200 million to have our to have our films and Disney wants to pay another hundreds of millions of dollars to have our pro- properties? Pfft, that's better than having a streaming service. Come on, Disney and Netflix. Come on, bring up the money. HBO, you want HBO Max, you want some of our properties? Come on, come, 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 come. You know, it's like, like, that's awesome. That's just that, that, it's a smart business move on Sony's part. It is a very smart business decision. And it's not just their Spider Man films, though. And I know this is a topic that would normally be discussed on the Zeke Sets show, but again, this, this relates to the Spider Man. Because the Spider-Man movies are going to end up on Netflix pretty soon. Um, so, you know, oh, I forgot what I was going to say here. Uh, you know, Sony is doing this. Is This is just a very smart business decision on Sony's part. Just, yeah, you are the only studio with no streaming service. Take advantage of that shit, you know? Have these streaming service rush you and and ask you, hey, Sony, we want to have your Spider-Man films on Disney+. Plus. Hey, Sony, we want to have the Jumanji films on Peacock. Hey, Sony, we want to have your Bad Boys films on Netflix. You know, like, like it, it would make the most sense, you know, just to do it on that level because then you're just making more money. You know, you're not having to spend money on creating original content for um you know for Disney for for your Sony Plus you know you can just like heck Sony can now create original content for other for the for these streaming services you know like like they're doing it with them, with uh with Cobra Kai you know Cobra Kai is a Sony Pictures tel- a Sony Television production and they and they've created that series Originally for YouTube Red, but now it's a Netflix original. So, yeah, no, this is a it's a smart business move on their part, and yes, they can keep licensing their films because they're making tons of money off of it. So that that's incredible. So, um, anyway, guys, that will do it for this episode of the Watch News Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure you go check out all the stuff we got on the podcast feed. Brand new videos on the YouTube channel. Um. It is where I give you guys my quick reactions to Mortal Kombat. Uh, definitely check that out if you guys are interested. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, click the bell notification. Uh, subscribe subscribe to the Zeke Sensor podcast. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.